Hey y'all, having a disaster podcast, Brett and I find it really important to talk about some disaster relief that is much needed for Australia. If you visit the description or PDS podcast on Twitter or Instagram, our bio links will lead you to some ways to help. Thank you for taking a moment to listen and we're thinking about all of our friends in Australia now. I don't know. Duck and cover, bitches. God, that was so pained, Brie. That was. <laughs> I had like my hands over my eyes, just, like with my Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtful fire. Hello, hello, hi oh. everybody. Hi, I'm hi. not even hungover. Apparently, I'm getting like residual hangover from my husband. Residual, yes, yes. yes. Share, share the love. Um, I want to give a mad shout out to um, everybody who's been listening, y'all. We yeah. hit a thousand streams. Thank you so much. Oh, oh my this gosh. Is, actually, you, this is where you should put in the champagne pop. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. Right? Thank you. Thank you, bartender. We so. want to celebrate. Uh, uh. Please insert <laughs> champagne sound here. <laughs> Boink. Um, I'm actually drinking champagne, so yay. Yes. Um, and I'm drinking champ coffee. Champ coffee. <laughs> Wouldn't that be gross? Uh, Champagne and coffee. Which is literally just coffee. I had a tequila coffee recently at Casey and Alder, and it wasn't bad. I love tequila, though, so. Me, too. It fits. Um, Me, Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. We can't believe it. I think this is, for some, like, people are getting, like, thousand listens an episode. I get that. But for This is a big deal for us. (laughs) Yeah. We, 108 days in, we got a thousand streams, a thousand plays, a thousand listens, whatever you want to call it. We are so grateful to everyone. And I get really, I can't believe it. It's just a huge milestone for us. I get so emotional. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So excited. Yeah. If we were doing ads, we would have $15. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. That's a lot of money. Um, so much money. And when we split oh. that, that's 750 and then you take out taxes. So, you know, we probably have like $5 each. I mean, I, that's, I'm rich. So rich. <laughs> if you haven't listened to us yet, you are not one of those thousand listens, which is totally fine. We are particularly dangerous situation. Yes. Yes, we are. Hello. PDS. <laughs> Biatches. so we're a podcast that talks about various disasters sometimes man-made sometimes natural um yeah i think that's just the wrap-up of what it is we each tell a story um of a disaster and kind of give information on it yeah yeah it's um it's exciting to us um we both really absolutely enjoy and um love talking about disasters and weather and all kinds of really cool stuff like that so it's it's yeah. fun for us we hope it's just as fun for you guys so we find it yeah. really interesting uh as Brett said before like it's not that we enjoy the bad parts of it we're just so intrigued about how these things happen and how they change um yes. the future changed like building codes or how we handle certain disasters and how we look at disasters also. And then it's also a view on climate change and how that is affecting mm-hmm. disasters currently. Oh, because it's happening, y'all. We can't, it we is. can not get away. 
for reals. I it's mean, we could, good. but it takes a lot of work that nobody apparently wants to do. Uh, I know. Let's so, build a time yeah. machine. Right. Let's build a time machine. Let's go back to the industrial era and see if we can fix our nasty ways. Fix it all over again. Ready? Go. <laughs> What was I gonna say? I was totally gonna say something too. Was it about this? Oh, uh, real quick, I want to talk about a nonprofit disaster relief. We're talking Ooh. about the same one as last episode. Yep. That is Give It, G I V I T, period O R G, period A U. It is one of the disaster reliefs that helps get certain essentials and supplies to places that need it. And right now, there's, of course, the Australia bushfires. Yep. So, it's a great place to donate. There's a list on the bottom of the site of what is needed, but also if you just donate money, that will go towards supplies and essentials. Exactly. So yay. Happy to um, keep re retweeting, like re reposting about that and like telling you guys about it because um, the more we can spread the word, the better for everyone. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like it's kind of a moral obligation for us. Hence why yeah. several episodes we've talked so much about the Australia bushfires. Um, you'll probably hear that in the future too, when there's certain huge disasters are happening that are impacting a large amount of people. We want to make sure that we can do, we don't, we're not As, glorifying them by any means. Exactly. We're not glorifying yeah. them. And it feels like a moral obligation that since we talk about these, even though we're not making any money off them right now, but since mm. we are creating some kind of entertainment about them, we yeah. should also highlight things that are happening now in ways that we could help. Um, Correct. Correct. So that includes that if you buy any of our merch, 10% of the profits go to um, nonprofit disaster relief. Yeah, we're not in it for the money, y'all. We're we're definitely not in this for the money. I mean, someday I hope to be as as famous and popular as like my favorite murderer or like um, you know, other other fantastic podcasts. There's numerous ones. I'm just naming my a couple of my favorites. So good. They tour. Like that's one of my my dreams is to actually like go with Brie on a trip to some place where like a disaster uh, occurred and we could do something local or, you know, so that would be amazing. I would just do that would any be kind of live show too. Anytime yes. where me and Brett could actually hang out together again too, would be really nice. <laughs> Cause as y'all know, we live remotely. Yeah. We would love to do a live show. I think in general, I think in mm. either the Bay area or the Portland area, since both of us could find a way to get to one or the other. Yep. That would be so great. I think for me too, like my view is I really love doing this. This is why we do it. Um, you know, the whole un- 109 days that the episodes have been out, but we've been doing it longer than that because we started yeah. a month before the episodes were posted. Uh, I like this as my side hustle one day, preferably just one day, make a, a few bucks to pay yeah. for the equipment and maybe a few bucks to get a drink here and there. Every once in a while. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, and also like we're not doing advertising at this time, but in the future, that's kind of something that we're looking at. Oh, you know, if anyone wants to um, sponsor us, by all means, please feel free to reach out to us via our Gmail account. <laughs> yes, which or is slide into our DMs. Yeah. If you don't know our social media, it's like pdangerousSituation yes. at gmail.com. And we yep. have Instagram and Twitter at PDS Podcast. And that, other than the sponsorships, you know, that is just to say hi. We would yeah. love to know that you guys are real and not bots and that you really exist. Yeah. So let's do a highlight on a review that we've gotten when the five star reviews. Woo! It is from Anna BB666. Headline Listen now. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, this podcast is great. Super informative, or sorry, super informative. No, I'm just going to say informative. Super <laughs> informative. And Brett and Brie are hilarious and entertaining to listen to. Highly Aww. recommend a listen. 
Thank Aww. you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. You're I'm assuming best. your name's Anna because it says Anna BB. Yeah. BB. BB. Thank you so much. So if you let it, leave us a review, we will eventually shout it yeah, out because we'll shout it gets out. us all giddy inside. I know. I get all the warm fuzzies. Oh, uh, so many warm fuzzies. We have so only many. 14 reviews and the last one was in December, y'all. You guys got to get on. We have no 2020 hit, hit reviews. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hit 2020. Us up. Let's do it. So without further ado, y'all. Okay. And I'm actually really upset that like, I mean, I don't want to part. I, God, it's horrible that I would say something like this, like to kind of preface um, my, uh, you know, my, um, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? My episode, my side of the episode with, yeah. I, I hate that I didn't do this, but I really do hate that I didn't do this. So I don't like when I live somewhere and I don't know that something was there the entire time. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, or, yeah. or, you know, it was there and you just don't make the time to go, you know? Yeah. Um, so what I'm doing and I'm so excited because I, I was also a former gamer um, I don't game that much anymore, but I used to, and it was the kind of like the, I guess it would be role-playing, but not really. Like I was really huge into Resident Evil when it first came out Okay, and like loved those style of games. And it's like the scary and more mysterious they were. I absolutely loved them. So, mm-hmm. um, one of the games that had come out, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And then I found out it was based off of this event. Well, loosely. So anywho, we're going to get into that, but I'm going to state my his, my, my sources first and see if you can guess what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I'm ready. History.com, Wikipedia, of course, kids.kittle.co, ripleys.com. As we all know, ripleys is ripleys, believe it or not. All that is interesting.com and the verge, which if you are in the scientific community, you know, of the verge, it's uh, like a science uh, based website. So they do all kinds of really awesome um, science related, biological, et cetera, chemical, all kinds of really neat stuff. So the verge is a really cool site. Um, uh, I'm going to give you a couple more clues. Okay. Hellfire. Uh-huh. Ghost town. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just thinking like Silent Hill. <gasps> Girl, see, this I- is why we're friends. <laughs> okay. So I was going to expose this later on, but I love this. Okay. So Silent Hill was one of my favorite, favorite games. And like, okay. love tri- my favorite scenes are like when like everything goes dark and then like Triangle Head is walking through the street, dragging his axe, like so scary. Centralia, Pennsylvania. Do I That's know one. this? You, I don't know if you know this. I might not. I know there's some something that is like I guess it's not inspired by, but that inspired Silent Hill. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I've this only seen it. the movie. I've seen people play the game. But I've seen the movie. Yeah. And I mean, one of my favorite scenes is like driving into that fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, because whenever I see that, it's like, it's so, you know what that's like. It's like driving right. to that fog. It's, it's scary. So creepy. It yeah. is. And it's like, you're going into another world, which uh-huh. is kind of, I'm assuming. And then I remember some which like nun gets her head bit off. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really creepy. So, um, so anyway, uh, yes. Um, so Centralia. So if you just say Centralia, most people know what you're talking about. It sounds um, familiar. Yeah, I'm Tell pretty sure you probably heard it. So yeah, here we go. <laughs> okay, so I've given my sources. Um, I'm going to give you a little background. Centralia, Pennsylvania is in Columbia County in Pennsylvania. So um, over a century mm-hmm. ago, it was a bustling small town. It had a very busy mining business, and I'll get more into that. Uh, um, in okay. A bit. Um, it was home to 1,200 residents 
on average over the years. Okay. Um, 1200. Yeah. But so it, was it like did a small, yeah, just small mining town, but it did grow to it. about 2400 in its sort of heyday. Um, and then of course, after, um, what happened, the, the numbers severely dwindled. Okay. Okay. Excuse me. Um, they found out in a, not a roundabout way, but uh, through various sort uh, um, exchanging of hands in land deals that the uh, location in Centralia, like the whole, the acreage in general was a home to a rich deposit of anthracite coal. Uh, anthracite coal is a very hard coal. It's hard to light, it's hard to put out, and it burns very, very hot, and it can burn for a very long time. And the interesting thing about, and I'm, I'm never going to get away from this, ever, the interesting thing, okay? <laughs> it. Face it, folks, I say it a lot. I think that's just like <laughs> one of the things that we say. Is this going to be it's what my, it is? I, I think we should just have a shirt with my face on it says, the interesting thing. <laughs> I feel like it's not as bad as how I said gorge and gorgeous, like mm. one after the other over and over again, and did it, and I was like, I think, yeah. It's just, it's okay. We have our things, folks. So, uh, the um, the coal in Centralia is uh, cent- like little circles, and it's like bigger circles, smaller circles, smaller circles, and it's like kind of like if you imagine a cone in mm-hmm. actual circles, kind of going down into the ground to the point, kind of like that. Okay. So it's like little circles everywhere, and like oh, you look at a the town, there's like pits that look just like that, very very similar to like mining pits, you know, where they you see them carved out and like little, uh, they, I want to say centrifugal, but I know it's not the correct term, like smaller, 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 Conal, smaller, 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 conical, conical, conical. Yes. Yeah. Conical. I think that's it. Um, the, the town was incorporated short, short, shortly. Blah, 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 let me start that over. <laughs> the town was incorporated <laughs> shortly after the mining began in the 1850s. Okay. Okay. Um, Classic mining town. Exactly. Oh, I forgot to put on here also cracked.com um, is one of my sources. I love cracked.com. Um, if you guys don't follow, okay. you should. They're amazing. They're hilarious. And they actually are very informative. Um, they do mm-hmm. um, research. Um, so <laughs> I love the terminology. And I wanted to be like, how it all started. This is in my facts. And I was like, no, how the perpetual hellfire started. <laughs> okay. Yes. That is what this is, a perpetual hellfire. That's some um, great writing right there. Right? Good like, job. Yes, guys. Cracked. Lovecrack.com. Uh, May, May 1962, city council wanted to clean up the town as it was a haven for unregulated dumps and it was causing odor and rat problems. Uh, they decided to set the largest landfill in town on fire. Hmm. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. where I want to put the words W-U-T. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> What were you thinking? You were, I'm just going to set the largest landfill that we have in town on fire. Just That's so 1960s. Right? Hey, I don't know what to do with this. Just set it on fire. Okay. So they were unable to put the fire out because it found a coal seam. So yep. a coal seam is a hole in the landfill. So basically it's a small hole that opens up. Um, and I don't know how common they are. I think they are fairly common. Um, in my research, I did find out that there's literally almost a... Um, a coal fire currently burning on every continent right now. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> Again, <Really>? what? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. And I was like, Jesus, it's everywhere except for Antarctica. Whoa. Oh, so, because I, I was thinking of the, um, the gates to hell sinkhole that has with the methane gas. Yeah. Caleb suggested that to me. And I was like, but that's not a coal It's fire. on my list. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Gates of Hell's on my list, but it's not a coal fire. You are correct. I think you, I don't know if you've done it actually. You talked about it, but you I haven't about gone it. into it. Yeah. No, because I, I mentioned sinkholes. So that was yeah. one of the ones as, as that went into there, but sinkholes play a part here too. So okay. stay tuned. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so they were unable to put the fire out. Yada, yada. Okay. So the, the hole went into the, the, that was in the landfill basically led into the mining tunnels. Now in this particular town, because mining was so rampant, it's a labyrinth. It's just tunnel after tunnel after break off after this, after that. So it's like when Mm -hmm. it gets down there, it gets down there. And remember, keep in mind this entire time that we're dealing with anthracite coal, hot burning, hard to put out. Okay. So uh, that began the underground fires and then it started a domino effect. But there is speculation that still exists that it was started by a trash hauler who dumped ashes and coal from like, there's like these, um, I forget what they're called, expo, exporter, expediter or something like that. There were these things in coal factories where they would take the leftover stuff and then they uh-huh. would dump them. But theoretically it was supposed to be extinguished before it was dumped. I was thinking I like excavation, something... but that's when you like no, go something into, no, else. no, that's not it. It's got a similar anyway, name though. And mm-hmm. so they're supposed to have this stuff um, sort of it's supposed to be the leftover debris, but apparently things like embers can still you know, travel and yada, yada. So this trash hauler like dumped it into a different landfill. And then it took 30 years to make its way to Centralia because it was outside of there. So that's one idea of how it occurred. One Although, theory. So you're saying it's like a labyrinth. So is that like it was dumped somewhere outside the city and but it was connected to this labyrinth essentially and Correct. like made its way through another okay. another mining area. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting if that right? happened. So I don't know how true that is because the general specul or the general not speculation, I guess it couldn't be considered speculation, but the consensus the, consensus. The general consensus across the board, everywhere I researched, was that it was the 1962 landfill fire. So okay. you know, maybe, you know, there is an out, you know, but anyway. Um, according to legend, now this is just legend, so this is mm-hmm. hearsay completely. Um, the Bast Colliery Coal Fire of 1932 was never fully extinguished. So then, again, in 1962, it reached the landfill area. So there's a couple ways it could have reached that area, mm-hmm. and again, speculation or hearsay or well, I heard this and I heard it. You know, people talk. So oh yeah. yeah. As the years went on, uh, the ground beneath the city itself became hotter and hotter. So your city, imagine, ladies and gentlemen, your city burning from underneath you. That's scary. And that's why that I thought it was I thought it was hilarious that it's a perpetual hellfire because it's like hell is coming for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. From underneath. And I'm like, <gasps> that's it's just not crazy. The, that's not the eco-friendly like flooring heating you want. <laughs> that's no. what I think, you know, like you want that floor heat. With oh, the yeah. Not the um, same thing. What do they call that? Guys, if you know the name of it, I can't remember what it's called. It's not eminent healing. Uh, what is it called? Oh, ambient heating? No, that's not it. But there's, a, it's like, yeah, where they heat the floors and it just kind of comes up like, yeah. Yeah. Cause they, like one way they do it is they have pipes under that they run hot water through. Mm-hmm. So the heat comes up. It's a really like eco-friendly way. It's kind of what I want to do if I build my shipping container home. Yes. And this is definitely not the way you want to do it because like, <laughs> I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, as the years went on, the ground beneath the city again, got hotter and higher. In some areas it was reaching over 900 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know how they measured that. I have no idea. And I don't know how true that is because it's like most yeah. of the places that I've heard about when they had that, that was like direct fire or like something like that. But 
Yeah, That's like, and did they like dig into the ground and measure it, or was it like it probably not be sure. above the ground filling that? But yeah, no, it had to be definitely down below. But I don't know how they measured that. So that's kind yeah. of like that in terms of. Like my research is again hearsay. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure on that. But I do know that smoke poured from sinkholes and gas filled basements. I do have video evidence of that. I'm going to try and post that on our social media. There are some pretty amazing videos from back in the 80s and 90s of watching just smoke pouring out of places. It's, it's, whoa. Um, kind of like the, the fires that happened fairly recently where they showed um, smoke coming out of um, the sewage in that oh. one. I don't know if you saw that there's, it was no. all over social media, but they basically were like in like a, a Walmart parking lot or like maybe like a hospital parking lot or something. And some guy was filming and they have those storm drains, mm-hmm. like the ones from it, you know, where it's like yeah. the metal in the front and whatnot. And there's just the great pouring out of one. And I was like, Jesus, it reminded so me of creepy. Yeah. Um, so residents of course begin to start reporting health problems, foul orders, rat problems, Homes are now beginning to tilt. It's Mm. kind of an issue. So it was first really noticed by locals in 1979 when the mayor and gas station owner of the time, John Coddington, checked his underground tanks and noticed that the temperature of the gasoline, don't ask me how, it just didn't explode right then and there. So you guys, I don't know if you know that like most gas stations, I'm sure you do know this. You have these weird um, manhole covers and like where you, when you get gas from a pump, it's coming from a tank below the gas mm-hmm. station. Okay. And they've done a lot of regulations to make sure that these things stay temperature controlled. But <laughs> in the sixties, I guess not so much in the seventies, maybe not so much. Um, he checked his underground tanks and noted that the temp of his gasoline was 172 degrees. Whoa. Do you know how much it's in height? I think on average, it shouldn't be getting more than like, because it's in your car and it gets heated by your car. So I don't think it's supposed to get over a hundred and something. I mean, it also but gets like, heated in smaller amounts than like, correct. You know, but it's like, like 172. Oh. I'd be a little worried about that. I'd be like, yeah, yeah a little. it's kind of warm. So (laughs) statewide notoriety, and here's where your sinkholes come into play. Statewide notoriety came in 1981 when a 12-year-old boy, I'm not going to say his name, but everybody probably knows it, um, fell into a sinkhole that suddenly opened up beneath him in his backyard. In his backyard, fell in a sinkhole. His best friend saved him. Otherwise, he would have burned. Oh, my God. That terrified me for a second. Okay. Oh, it gets worse. And I kind of don't want to share this, but like I read a story of this girl who lived there named like Becky. Um, and I can't remember the name of the, it's one of the websites I quoted, but, um, she talked about how her and her friend were swinging in her backyard and her neighbor, they noticed like a patch of grass turned Brown really, really fast. And the cat was standing on top of it. And the cat turned Brown at the same time. And then just fell in the earth, like Brown ground, Brown cat, earth gone, cat gone. I was like, Oh, kitty. And actually that was one of the last remaining residents, that woman. She wow. was determined to stay there because she's like, the land took my cat, but I'm going to stay here. Wow. I don't, I don't know if there's an accent, but I just. Another reason why you shouldn't have outdoor <laughs> cats, the land might eat them. Right? Let Jeez. alone a car or somebody stealing it. I don't want the cat to like be swallowed up by my backyard. What? <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Or my, my kid. Sinkholes creep me out so much because they happen everywhere and you can't. I mean, there's kind of some signs, but really. The mother earth can eat you. Dude, my parents That's live in not Florida. Normal. That's like an oh. entire sinkhole waiting to happen. Just, no. <laughs> just everybody no. move. Ugh. 
So carrying on, various measurements around town were showing nearly lethal, 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 lethal. I can't tell. You know what? I need more champagne. Um, <laughs> I'm contagious every time. Answer, I always just blame it on myself. The answer is more booze. Uh, various always. measurements around town were showing nearly lethal levels of carbon monoxide. So when um, when the kid found down, fell down the sinkhole, they took measurements mm-hmm. there. When the cat fell, they took measurements there. So anywhere there were reported incidents, they were taking measurements and they found lethal levels of carbon monoxide, which basically would say, get the fuck out, right? Yeah. GTFO, go. Yeah. All right. You know, in 19... Yeah, exactly. So in 1984... Enough was enough. Residents were offered buyouts to leave the community by Congress. Congress was like, okay, we're going to put aside $42 million for relocation, which is great. And in 1984, oh. that's a lot of money. So, wow, I can't, I'm, I'm pretty shocked that our government would even think same, of doing that. Because I don't think honestly, our current no. would. Think about it, eminent domain. And honestly, the same thing happens to, okay, so I don't know, I, I didn't give you the full, full background because I didn't want to go too long into this, but basically, yeah. this, the particular area, um, of Centralia was, of course, owned by Native Americans, as was all of America. Um, yes. When uh, the whites came in, they purchased it for, I think, $500 per a certain amount of acres, which actually for, at the time oh, was very then? good. Yeah, because oh, it was like okay. 1700 something. So it actually gave them. And the funny thing is, is they gave them money. Oh, okay. You know, which is what not not what they normally did. Normally they said, yeah. okay, eminent domain, this is my land now. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they gave them like a couple of shucks of corn and a blanket and said, get on your way. You know, they probably have smallpox on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, here's your smallpox blanket. Get out of here, die. Horrible. I'm sorry. I hate to be white sometimes. So <laughs> it's okay. I it's mean, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's anyway. That- yeah, we have to talk about these things because they're do. Real fucking things that happen. We do. They are real things and, and they do happen. So the residents were actually offered buyouts and reasonable buyouts. Um, a lot of residents were given double the amount of what their house was actually worth. So that's okay. why many of them left. Okay. In except 19, the except lady. a handful. Yeah. Yeah. There was a handful that were like, no, this is my town. Um, mm-hmm. In 1992, eminent domain was activated. So for those of you who don't know, eminent domain is something that's, um, uh, it's a government um, active, uh, or a government active, what am I, um, activity, um, that's, that's enacted when the government policy. feels well, a policy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. A government um, policy. I was correct. trying to figure out what, where I'm like, I know I'm like, the what's word the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's, it's usually enacted when, um, one, either they can't get what they want and they want it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's happened a lot unfairly yes. to residents or when there's a circumstance that presents um, a, a fatal outcome or something that's in, in dangerous to to the community. So in this case, you're living in a place that's dangerous to life. So we're going to get it you like. Out is it also like when they need the land for something like? Yeah, that's like what they I said. need it's it for unfair. the good of like, the country. Yeah, so yeah. they they try and think well, of the bigger picture. To be. They yeah. say. They are thinking of the bigger picture. We don't know. It's not always the case. But in this particular case, it was. The bigger picture is we want to save everybody who's in there. You are living in a dangerous area. You can't live here. Okay. So this is the the coolest thing about this. Okay. Check this out. So in 1992, Eminent Dovane was activated. All Mm -hmm. of Centralia's buildings were condemned in 1992. And its zip code was eliminated. Whoa. Gone. So the town just no longer existed. Bye. They don't get mail. They can't. There's no zip code. So it, it, yeah. 
So I, I was reading more of these stories. So this is the same website that I got like the Becky story from where she yeah. was talking about her dad. I think her dad was Jack. Um, he doesn't get mail. He has to get it from family or you have to have a PO box outside of town. Now, my understanding is there's still a resident or two that lives there, even though I, I think they're, I thought that they were allowed. So it says that in 2009, governor Ed Rendell began formal eviction of remaining residents. And my understanding was in 2009, there was nobody else left, but now people are going back and they said there's still a resident or two there. I'm like, do they have power, solar power? They, like, they can't have no, internet, I'm imagining, no, or satellite. So I read on one of the articles that they did a survey of all utilities and they said one year it was $92. I was like, what? Okay. And this is Pennsylvania. So it's like winters are cold. You know what I mean? There is snow. It does get hot in the summer. you like, I don't, I don't know. And they, the other thing was, is that they said that, you know, they keep talking about most of the articles talk about the seven remaining or 10 remaining residents. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's, you know, half a dozen one way and, you know, six the other. But the general consensus is these people wanted to be off the grid. They don't, okay. don't want to be found. So they were like, whatever, we're, we're cool not having any power or not having any mail. I don't need to talk to y'all, you know? Yeah. All right, fair enough. So these people were just, they wanted their homes. They wanted to be left alone. I, I actually heard a, or read a story about woman who was like, Shooing people with like guns, brooms, spraying people's dogs with like bug spray and like, get off my property. And like, Jeez. Like, Damn, okay. I don't want her living by me either. Yeah, no. Thanks, I'm good. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it. They were, they wanted to, that's their home. You want to live there? Yeah. So, okay. So um, the main road, uh, road that traveled through Centralia was called Route 61. I thought it was cool that, uh, one of the couples that I think still lives there when they try to get pizza delivered, they have to be like, well, you have to take the the road to Astistis or Astistis or there's like a weird town. We're on the sign. They actually took the arrow off. So you can't see, you just see the name of the town, but not which way to go. And they're oh like, okay, act like you're going here. Get off route 42. The third road, go halfway down. We're the only house there. And I'm like, that's how you have to get pizza delivery directions. It gets fucked up. The fact that they can even do delivery. I mean, I know there's cell phones and stuff, but it's so weird still. I know, right? So anyway, the road that ran through there was Route 61. Uh, mm-hmm. A portion of that was literally closed down. It's the main road in and out of Centralia. It was abandoned and then rerouted. So the rerouting actually became permanent. And there mm-hmm. are mounds of dirt blocking the old route. And I'm like, mounds of dirt. Really? Like, that's going to keep people out? You see people in forerunners, like, or not forerunners, um, four-wheelers all the yeah. time going over there. Um, but it's supposed to discourage further use or, um, somebody who has the bright idea, like, well, I'm just going to build a road through here. Pedestrian traffic is still possible, but not recommended. Of course, um, Mm. underground fires are still burning and may continue to do so for over 250 years. Whoa. Right. So this has been burning since the sixties and they say at least another 250 years before it's completely put out before it burns itself out. And they just have to wait for it to burn itself out. I wait for it. There's nothing they can do. They've tried. They, I think they said they put around 20 million, is either 20 million or 20 billion into efforts to put out the fire. Like literally taking dump trucks and putting a hose full of water and just shoving it into there. Like nothing, nothing will put this out. Wow. So now <clears throat> the ground is noticeably softer than areas around the city. Ashley uh-huh. Shade, who is an assistant professor at Michigan State University, and uh, the guy who wrote the article, 
Corey uh, Zapatka, I think I'm saying his name right, of The Verge, the science, um, theverge.com, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing studies on things called thermophiles, which are bacterial and archaea that are thriving in hotter temps of Centralia. So I did learn something kind of cool. So bacteria and archaea, like archaea, I think it's archaea. Um, mm-hmm. Archaea are like forms of like microbes or like living things. Where okay. The woman was like, they're so small and they're so basic that we don't know if they're human, plant, or animal. Okay. The microbes. There's so some yeah. kind of living organism. And they were like, we don't know what these are because they could be found in like um, uh, icebergs. They could be found in, you know, super cold temperance like uh, with Antarctica and whatnot. They've been found in rainforests and stuff. And what it is is like they're not active until they're heated up. So uh, it's really interesting. Water bears or the... So it's like, it seems like it's like there's some, there's some kind of biological form that's all over the planet, but that doesn't become active until they have the correct temperature. So interesting. I know. So they found that these thermophiles are now thriving all over Centralia because of the temperature okay. of the ground. Yeah. So side notes and fun facts about Centralia. Woo. Uh, Yay. Now it gets to the fun stuff. Uh, the first name of the city was called Bull's Head, and it was named after a tavern that was built there in 1832. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's cool. It was named after yeah. a bar. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, during the 1860s, the town was home to members of the Molly Maguires. Do you know the Molly Maguires? No. Okay. It's a secret society. I only heard about this because I, I lived in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, it's a secret society that originated in Ireland and made its way to American coal mines along with Irish immigrants. In the late 1860s, the Molly Maguires are suspected to have committed a rash of violence within Centralia. As Pennsylvania historian Daryl B. Johnson notes, the Molly Maguires were implicated in everything from murder of the town's founder, Alexander Ray, to the death of the area's first priest. Some believe Ooh. that the Mo- I know, right? These guys were like ruthless. Yeah. Um, some believe, and they were called the Mollies. Some believe the Mollies were guilty while others claim the Mollies were framed by owners of the mines who feared that the members of the Mollies and other organizations would organize mine workers into unions. Ah. So it's like, I feel like the Molly Maguires also had a hand in like the whole union thing. Yeah. Um, but I remember hearing about them when I was in Pennsylvania. Um, let's see. Eventually, after a brutal attempt to subdue the Mollies and execution of some of the group's suspected leaders in 1877, the crime wave ended. So it was kind of like huh. a brief like uprising of like, ah, crazy yeah crazy outlaws Um, which i feel like every small town back then had you know they should that's like kind of what they base like (laughs) cowboy movies on yeah the west well i guess that's the but yeah yeah john wayne got to care of the the ruthless outlaws (laughs) um so the town's residents and former residents decided to open a time capsule um, so i think this happened in like um 2014 yeah Okay, no. I love time capsules. 2013 or 2014. Um, it was buried in 1966, a few years earlier than planned. Put in 1966, they were going to do it earlier, but they're like, eh, whatever, we're going to put it there. Somebody did try to steal it in May of 2014, <laughs> but I was like, ah. So they opened it. It was not scheduled to be open until 2016, but they're like, screw it, we're going to open it because somebody tried to steal it. Let's do it. The yeah. capsule um, was filled with, it was a footlocker sized capsule, so not very big. Um, it had been inundated with about 12 inches of water, but it did include a miner's helmet, a miner's lamp, some coal, a Bible, local souvenirs, and a pair of bloomers signed by the men of Centralia in 1966. <laughs> I was like, wow. They definitely have a sense of humor. Autographed underwear. Okay. Yeah, my favorite. 
Right? I know. I'm going to come back with some of that from uh, Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, a handful of homes look like they had five or six chimneys as they needed additional support. So you oh. know how you have row homes in Pennsylvania? Okay. When a home would become damaged or fall into the ground or like whatever the case may be, the home had no longer had the support of the other home. So they had uh-huh. to put things up to, to hold it, like supports. And so what they did is basically build like an outside chimney, just brick up the wall. So when you look at it from the side, it looks like it has like six chimneys. And I remember seeing like, I think it was on crack.com. So it was like, Santa, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I Santa, like, how do I get into this house? Do I try every chimney? Like, <laughs> which one's the right one? I don't know. Um, let's see. Parents. Oh, this is, I really like. And again, this came from the site with uh, Becky and Jack. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say because I can't remember which which site I read. I think it might have been crack.com. But parents would say, don't go into the steam and stay away from the openings like it was a regular thing. Like, don't forget to look both ways. Yeah. Don't talk to strangers. Hey, stay out of the steam. (laughs) I'm the steam. Like, what? Like, because it was filled with carbon monoxide. You would die. Whoa. Is this so normal too? Right? And like... Bit, stay away from the openings because you get a little close, you could fall further in or it could yeah. break open more. Like, I thought they could break open more. And like the girl with the cat, like she was just like, you know, she said people would be walking around town with her and they would like, a foot would fall into the ground and she'd be like, oh yeah, that happens. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's totally normal, Brett. I don't know why you don't know this. I don't, I mean, you know, my foot fell on the ground today, you know? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. All right. So believe it or not, this is where I get to Sorry. Stuff. Funny story. Oh, God. Just I love thought this. of this. We have a friend that has this story where she was walking and talking and she fell into a manhole one foot in. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? What? I'm like, oh my God, only, uh, only you, girl. Only you. That's why you pay attention. Yeah, she fell in one leg in, one leg out. She said it was kind of painful. I'm sure it was painful, but oh my god, you probably had to strain the shit out of your groin because you're just oh my basically gosh. like scissoring really fast, like oh. you know. Also, oh. after it, but she she's also our friend who got chased by a moose, so <laughs> she has stories. Believe it or not, Silent Hill, as we mentioned. Hey, I did know a thing. You did know a thing. You might not have known about Centralia, but you knew about Silent Hill. See. Um, the horror survival video game is based off of this smoldering ghost town while the story ah. might take place in Maine. Cause I don't know if you, if you go from the beginning of, um, the movie, I think that's when they talk about where they are, Okay, um, but it's only alluded to, I don't think they actually directly say, or like they talk about the police department or something like that. And that's how you find out, Oh, they're in Maine. Okay. Um, so Silent Hill resembles Centralia. A lot. Okay. In the first game, the fog is referred to as snow, but in the movie and then later in the series, it's referred to as ash. So again, town's on fire. What's falling is ash. The game usually is infused with fog-like state where you see the notorious, like I said, the notorious pyramid head drag his feet through the town. Um, And it's, again, got that abandoned feel to it. Yeah cracks in the sidewalk cracks in the street which is very prominent in that route 61 that's in and out of town very highly graffitied because now it's like so many people have been in and out of there um you know tourists and and i will say this time and time again folks if you are going to be a tourist of any of these disaster sites ghost towns etc please 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 be respectful because even 
the people that live there have said like they just come into town and they throw trash thinking they're abandoned. They walk over lawns and go into people's backyards and take things and do things to homes thinking that they're abandoned. They may not be. They may be somebody's home. So Mm -hmm. just be respectful if you're going to be going into Centralia. Um, Use the actual sidewalks. Use the, the streetways in, you know, do things that are respectful. Don't leave trash behind. Be courteous always. Yeah. But um God, never I, litter, y'all. Never. Never just don't. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, and I I am gonna post this um mm-hmm. on our on our social meds, but be prepared for like a shockingly striking resemblance. The Centralia church uh church that still stands, and as of like I think it was 2017, they were still doing services every Sunday. Uh-huh. So, for who I don't know, but I uh, maybe people were coming into town to have, but the, the church yeah. still stands. Um, that church is creepily like the one that they show in silent Hill where like they're all gathering and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, it's creepy. So I'm going to actually put like a comparison picture up on social media so you can guys can like, you know, come to your own conclusion, but (laughs) real. So super creepy. The takeaway from this, the fire is still burning. Um, the city is almost completely abandoned. Anybody who's living there is probably living there against the law because the last I read was that the, uh, the whole town should be condemned. The whole, the entire yeah. town was condemned. Um, they are still doing mining on the outskirts um, because they have the ability to kind of get to specific mining areas without having to have exposure to the smoke or the um, the heat. Interesting. Um, so Seems it's still- but okay. I, same. I, that's what I said. I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's, that, that's Centralia. That's nice. like one of my favorite things. Cause I loved Silent Hill and I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited to do this. So that yeah. was incredible. Thanks. That might be one of my favorite ones that you've covered Yay. so far. Cause it's so like WTF the whole yeah. time. Yes. Like, cause you have the underground fire and you have sinkholes that take you to hell. Like yep. you are living above hell. You're in hell. Oh you're, my you're, God. You're pretty much in hell. Yep. That's crazy. I know. That's wild. <laughs> right? So that's wow. Australia. I'm also going to rewatch Silent Hill because I haven't watched it forever. I know. I thought that was a part two, but it could be wrong. They said something. I think it's just, I think the part two is actually the games because like there's um, a Silent Hill one, two, and three. Okay. And I think there's also something, there's another game out there that has Norman Reedus in it, but it's not called Silent Hill. It's called Silent Something Else. But yeah. Mine's going to like barely be that cool. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> it'll be good. I know I'm not. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it'll be amazing. You ready? Yeah. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly. And I'm Emily, and we're from Whining About History. Ever notice how women seem to be missed, forgotten, or maybe even purposely left out of history books? We did, so we decided to take the his out of history and make it herstory. Each episode, we discuss the lives and general awesomeness of these historical wonder women, all while having a glass of wine. Or maybe a bottle. Come join us on all of your favorite podcast platforms at WAHpod on Instagram, WAH underscore pod on Twitter, and at Whining About History dot com remember that's no h or e in whining see you you soon soon. cheers my i mean you're gonna know right away from my references what i use so or what i did so wikipedia weather.gov i use nwfc which is the northwest river forest center 
or flood center for one of those centers. Um, <laughs> Dot, so it's NWFC period NOAA period GOV uh, mm-hmm. for the great U.S. flood of 1993 <laughs> uh, and the New York Times, the Midwest flooding, what's left from the great flood of 93. Yes. And that's from August 10th, 1993 from B. Drummond. Oh, I love it. So, <clears throat> I love it. So winter of 1992 to 1993, there was a lot of heavy rainfall. And going into the spring through autumn of 1993, there was above normal rainfall as well. Um, So I think there's like some snow also in the winter of 1992. Hmm. So when this was paired with the lower than average temps, this um, meant that the whole soil, like all the soil became really moist. Mm -hmm. And you also had higher reservoir levels in Missouri and upper Mississippi river basins. So wherever that water hit. So at this stage, Uh, the reservoirs are actually overfilling. Yeah. The reservoirs, anything with a dam levees are all overfilling. And that's about like by the summer. So by spring, a lot of the area that this flood, so this is like a huge chunk of Midwest that this river that, I'm sorry, that this rainfall is affecting. And so the soil is oversaturated, which means it can no longer soak in the water. And that's why it's so much runoff going into um, anywhere that holds water, like reservoirs and such. Yeah. And how flooding can happen is when you oversaturate water, they can no longer hold the water. So it just goes above the soil. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So um, continuous rainfall meant saturated soil that the water could no longer hold for more water. So with rising river level, floods occurred. In St. Louis, there were close to 20 feet above uh, flood stage. Jesus. This was the highest it was known it's ever been. Some of the other floods we discussed tend to be around 8 to 10 foot that I recall. Uh, over 1,000 flood warnings and statements were released, which is five times more than normal. Wow. So I will s- say this affects a lot of areas. So trying to get the information. So it pretty much spans over nine different states. So to get information in a way that makes sense, because it starts pretty much like spring of 1993 and yeah. ends about end of summer, fall of 1993. So you have multiple months that this is going over. Yeah. Um, and depending where you are, when things actually happened and how long they happened. Okay. So did it go from, from west to east, like most weather patterns do? Um, this is funny that you said that because someone was asking how weather patterns work. Like, do they always go east to west or north to west? I think, <laughs> Not I always. Know, uh, no, it does. It just depends on the jet stream. So I can't yeah. get really information because there are multiple storms. Okay. So during this time, it's like one storm would happen and, you, and like during the summer, they're getting storms that they get eight inches of rain. So it okay. wasn't just like one storm lasting over the months. It was just shit ton of rain. Okay. So through this time, levees and flood walls were breaking from the floods. It's estimated that about 700 privately built agricultural levees were destroyed. These floods were effect- affecting multiple states. So we have Missouri, Illinois, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and the list just keeps growing of a total of about nine states. Wow. Flood areas totaled to about 30,000 square miles. 30, that's, uh, uh, wait, 30,000 square miles. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot, a lot of land. Holy shit. I believe like the Australia fire is like 20 something square miles, 20 yeah. something thousand square miles. Jesus. So towards the end of June, there seemed to be some relief as the rain began to lessen and allowed flooding to lessen. Unfortunately, this did not last long because mm. the next month rain came back and took these states over again. 
Of so course. the flooding caused the Raccoon River to flood to Des Moines Waterworks, a water treatment plant. This caused it to close. So from July 11th to 22nd, the city was out of running water because of it closing. So even though it was eventually back to running on the 22nd, the 29th was when it was actually potable water. So you had, what is it? 20, 20 okay. What were the days? 11th to 22nd. So 11 days there. And then without potable water, without water, running water, without any so potable water. water was from the 11th to 29th. So, um, 18 that's a long days, time, 17, 18 days. Yeah. That's almost three weeks without potable water. That's horrible. So, and at this time they got actually, um, Anheuser-Busch, um, the Budweiser people got the yeah. water bottles. They were labeled like with Anheuser-Busch, which is funny, but they gave people water, which is what Dang. you should do for your community. So good yes. job. Yes. Yes. That's uh, yeah. unbelievable. It's like a whole area I, without running water. So we take that for granted. We really, truly do. Oh, like, yeah. Running water, it's like a lot of people are just like, well, you know, we got bottled water and whatever. I'm like, yeah, but your showers, flushing your toilet, washing your face, yeah. brushing your teeth, like all of these things. You forget about how much water you use on a daily oh, yeah. basis. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I was thinking about that even when we don't have potable water in Portland. Every so often we have a time in Portland where we have like boil water if we need to use it. A lot we of restaurants boil close alerts. down. Yeah, we yep. get those every so often. Because yep. our reservoir is very open too. So they do testing. Well, yeah, you guys are the Columbia Slough, right? Yeah. And then we yeah. have the reservoirs by Mount Tabor and stuff too. Which so. interestingly enough, it's like, yeah, they talk about the whole like boil water thing, but it's some of the cleanest water in the country. Yeah. It's it also really some is. of the tastiest water. I know. I miss our it tap so much. water is delicious. That sounds I so weird to say. It. No, I like so I actually have a water tester. I'm very uh-huh. worried about my drinking water and the water tester tests for parts per million. So it could be anything. It could be lead. It could be, you know, the feces, it could be whatever, but yeah. it tests parts per million in water. And Oregon had some, like it was less than 40. That's wow. amazing for a tap water tap Yeah, coming from a pipe through your house, tap water. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. As a side it. note, the worst tap water I've ever tasted is Las Vegas. I get it now when people are like, don't drink hard the water. tap water. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like I lived in California and we had hard water and it wasn't great. It's shit but, water here in San Jose. But oh but, my God, know, Las no, Vegas honestly, is the worst. Go to Jersey. Go to Jersey. Worse? Uh, skunky. skunky. Nasty. I drink a lot of tap water. So like, yeah, I want some that tastes good. Mm-hmm. Or at least tastes like decent water so <laughs> tastes like water yeah. please yeah <laughs> not like somebody's ass <laughs> yeah seriously Blech. some of the las vegas water tastes like they were like taking like taste buds off my tongue and it left this like weird like almost metallic film on my mouth i don't know it's hard to describe it's yep. disgusting yeah it's all the processing it's gross. yeah Ugh. so <laughs> um Oh, gross. So many, ours last episode has so many sound effects and I love it. I almost called it like disgruntled <laughs> noises. <laughs> so these floods lasted close to 200 days in some of the locations. Whoa. Almost like definitely two thirds of a year, essentially. Wow. Uh, it was, it caused so many issues. So bridges were washed out and it was reported, reported that there was 50 flood related deaths and almost 70,000 homeless. Oh my God. Some of those people never got their homes back. There were some houses that were just absolutely destroyed by the floods. Cities are completely covered in water. 
uh, looking up the That's pictures. A shame. Which, yeah, it's really heartbreaking. Uh, another word that I use all the time because it really is. If you look at the pictures, which Brett will be posting, I'm sure, like to see how flooded they are, and it's like cities, like and. When they describe it, they're saying some cities are completely covered in water, not just like a neighborhood. They're describing it as a full city. Yeah. Wow. So the New York uh, Times article, the Midwest flooding that I mentioned before, Mm -hmm. states that the flooding was recent, was receding finally. So this is in August 10th when they're saying they're starting to recede. However, of course, doesn't mean that it's over. This meant that the damage control continued. So there was an estimate of 15 billion in damages in 93, which is more than 2 billion with inflation. 15? 15 billion. In 93? Yeah. So it's about 20 billion nowadays. Oh, so much. Billion. That's so much money. Oh. And depending where you get the information, that the start and end days, are different. Um, uh, essentially, I would say that's why I said spring to fall is because it depends where you lived, where the start and end days were. Yeah. And when yeah, it yeah. would like recede and then come back. So I would have loved to gone state to state and given you the information. I think it would have just gone over everyone's head and would have just been a whole bunch of numbers. And yeah, yeah. Just it, it's so hard to put it together in a cohesive piece. So, but knowing that it went lumped it together. Yeah. Knowing that it went from state to state nine different states yeah, and affected everybody on multiple levels yeah. is still really intense and very all-inclusive. Like it's just like for, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Especially the place had like 200 days and people being evacuated from their areas, not coming back home. What do you do? Midwest. It's, and it's like, it's not just your city. It's like states, like cities in areas mm-hmm. by the river. So like, where do you go? You don't have as many options as you would think yeah. because there's a lot of areas around you also flooding. Right. Um, and I think that's, what's important about talking about, yeah, sure. The flooding ended in August, but that doesn't mean shit. That doesn't mean everything's hu- hunky dory. Like no. you still have the damage. People lost their homes. You're still going to have to come back and be like, okay, well, I can't live in a mold infested yeah. soaking wet home. You know, what can I salvage? Yeah. Yeah. What can you salvage? Yeah. Can you salvage anything? Water damage a lot of times, like a lot of times you can't salvage much. There's nothing. I mean, unless you have it in some kind of watertight, like let's say you had a watertight safe that had like money or heirlooms or pictures, like things like Mm -hmm. that. Otherwise your shit's gone. It's just gone. Water damages everything. Exactly. And it's really important too to point out that this fucked up a lot of agricultural areas. So like farms and stuff, the water was so oversaturated. It took years for them to be able to use that land again. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something to keep in mind too, that people's livelihoods, people, things that probably generations of them have been doing now, their way of life, the way that their career, the way that they make money is gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. And like they have land, but that land's worth nothing now. Ugh. Like that property value for farming is nothing. That is awful. And you have cities like, and I think because me and Caleb were talking about like, oh, I always buy property. And I guess this is an example when property value does go down is mm-hmm. when these disasters happen and you don't have businesses, you don't have a town that's functioning. So like people, you have to start from scratch again. That property is not worth anything anymore. Right. And you're zero. You're zeroing yeah. it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're you're lucky to break even sometimes depending when you bought the area, you know, bought your land or your home. What a shame. Oh my God. It's really heartbreaking. And I think that's really important. Like once we 
as we've been doing these disasters, I think more and more and more, it really dawns on us what happens to these people. Mm-hmm. That's what I've, because I kind of like knew what could happen to these people, but I feel like it's becoming more of a realization and understanding. Correct. As far as it could Not be that we can relate directly, but like. Exactly. Never can. We can only imagine yeah. what it is they're going through, not only emotionally, but like physically. Yeah. Because they're having to deal with stuff like this. But so. Yeah. What were the nine states again? Uh, so some of them. I have a list of. So Missouri, Illinois, Minnesota, South Dakota, and Wisconsin is five of them. God, that's a, like, I feel like those kind of states, yes, they have stuff happen, but I feel like it's very rare that it would yeah. be something that would last this long. You yeah. Know? I think, well, it's like pretty much all the states too, they're like along the Mississippi River Correct. and uh, Missouri Rivers. So yeah. like in the Midwest, along those rivers is where a lot of this happens. Can we put locks I, on those rivers? Because they tend to be a problem. Let's just put some <laughs> locks on them so we can just be like, hey, I'm going to control this for a little while. And then the flood happened and we're control this for a little... No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I they that. did. That's the thing, though. They all... They failed because yeah. it went... So, like, that's the whole... You know, like, that's yeah. the whole flood. It doesn't I mean, work. I know you're being... You're being facetious. 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 Yes, I yes. am. But it's frustrating. Um, but yeah. It's frustrating to see something like that happen. And it's just like, why can't we fix that? <laughs> Are you ready to get more frustrated? Oh, God, no. There's more. There's more. Not much more, but there's more. Okay, bring it up. <clears throat> bring it up. So this is the part where this is how I found out about this flood. And this is uh, Caleb actually recommended this to me. So okay, <sighs> not all the levees broke due to the rain and water directly. Okay. The night of July 16th, the West Quincy levee in Illinois gave up. John Scott was convicted. The story goes, his wife was racing across the river and he wanted to party. To allow him more freedom and have an affair that he thought he should find a sneaky way to get his wife stranded on the other side of the river. So he wanted to have more fun. And so he was like, how can I have more fun without my wife coming home? Let me just kill an entire city of people by fucking up a levy. It is alleged that he tampered with the levy to do so. Oh, my God. And then went and bragged about it to many people at a party. Ah! He says he's... (laughs) Oh, my God. The goal. Before, like, I continue on to go a little bit in his past, which is like, what? Which I guess... um, there's a lot of information about Jack online. Wow. He is known for arson oh. uh, quite a bit, like more than once. Hey, so not just playing with water. Now he plays with fire. Why not? <laughs> like how in 1982, he burned down his elementary school. What the? F- okay. I'm sorry. You know what? Put him away. Just put him away. You're going to burn. You, I, oh my God. He was 13 mm. when he did that. And still, you know, right from uh, wrong at 13. You do. Also. That is a sign of a serial killer, as a yep. side note. Sociopath. Yep. No so, remorse. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. my God. I I just, yeah. So he bragged about a party. He says he's innocent and instead was trying to help the city by moving sand to where he thought was a weak spot. It was noted that they saw him wearing a life jacket when this was happening. 
And so his story was there was a weak spot. So he went to get, cause there was like sandbags and stuff that were right. like up they're, against they're the They're usually like piled up out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which they use a sh- for the whole river they use. So it was like a city effort of people like piling the sandbags. So his right. story is he went, he noticed a weak spot. So he went to a strong spot, took some bags there and put them over there. And so he left and then came back later. And that's when they're like, hey, this is weird. Um, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he was trying to help the city by moving sand to where he thought was a wheat spot. So he was convicted. You're an engineer. (laughs) Yeah, right. After two shots of whiskey, I'm an engineer. (laughs) We all are, aren't we? (laughs) When I get you know, stuck anywhere. That looks weak. I'm going to put some more sand. What the? F- oh, my God. Yeah. I also was thinking how after a couple shots of anything, I'm an engineer to build a mic stand out of yes. an easel and a hot glue. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no. This guy is a fucking moron. He's so dumb. He's so... The reasoning to risk lives. Yeah is also just atrocious. Like you wanted to party more. So you wanted to strand your wife by ruining people's homes and lives. Cool deal. Cool deal, oh bro. God. Like, oh my great God. idea. What is this guy's name? Uh, James Scott. Pretty is he still in jail? Name, of course. So let's is he see. still alive? So <laughs> he was convicted under Missouri of intentional cause of the um, catastrophic so he was convicted under Missouri intentional cause of catastrophe. Okay, whatever. Of disaster, we'll say. <laughs> okay. So he was sentenced to 10 years to life and is up for a parole in 2023. So no. we'll see. No, he's going to fuck shit up more. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he should Keep stay in, in jail. Because he, that's like attempted killing of people. That's like the whole intention of fucking disaster in a city. Oh and this is like blew my mind that he caused one of the floods in Missouri, like, or I'm sorry, in Illinois, not Missouri. He caused one of the floods in Illinois because what an asshole. Yeah, in West oh in Quincy, because he wanted to party more. Who does that, Brett? Who does that? Oh, a psychopath, a sociopath, yes. all of the above. This man is horrible. Do not let him <laughs> out of jail. I don't Do know not. if any law-abiding citizens are in the area of where this man is currently housed, but do not let him out of jail. Oh my God. If you're one of those people who can put him up for parole, don't deny, deny, no. deny. No, oh I didn't mean to cause a problem, but I did. I'm up shit Creek. Oh my God. Fuck <gasps> you, bro. <laughs> yeah, I love how he like tries to say he's innocent. He's totally not. No, so not. yeah, that especially if you bragged about it. Like, yeah, he brought but to multiple people you're at the record. party. I yep. think he went to more than one party too. Like he was, I'm thinking that it was more than alcohol kind of partying that he was doing. Uh, I think yeah. he has drug convictions. Not that I'm not trying to put a picture, a bad picture on people who do drugs, but people like he's this not an that attractive do drugs person by is... any means either. Like he's <laughs> kind of scary looking. Everybody look up James Scott and read more about the fires that he he's caused. He's fucking creepy. He's got like He's a- so <laughs> creepy. Yeah. In like the early days, it's got a crazy ass mullet. Ah, this guy's a weirdo. No. Oh. And it's not Definitely the actor no. James Scott, so everyone knows. No, no. This is, yeah, this guy is, God, he's creepy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What an asshole. Yeah. Screw that guy. Okay, oh, continue. Okay. <laughs> That was the story of the Midwest Woods. Oh my God. (laughs) 
So we and it had ended that with like, this asshole who yep. fucked with the levy. Gosh. Yeah. It just covered a lot of land, about 200 days uh, in some spots, uh, 30,000 square feet. A lot of the information that I got just kind of mirrored other information. And like I said, I could have gone to even further detail to tell you the truth. I think it's just more confusing yeah. uh, when you break it down because there's so much overlapping. Yes. Yeah. That's what makes it really hard. I just kind of want to give. Yeah. I wanted to give a good general. It's one of those things that people, there's not a, there's information, but there's not as much as I was hoping for. Yeah. Well, essentially. I do want to thank uh, places like New York Times and there's an article that I did uh, that I used recently too, who Mm. are digitally archiving their old articles. Uh, I think that's amazing. So they're taking articles that were printed and digitally archiving them. So some of them were just like scans. Yeah. I I really appreciate it. it. There's more than one, like this one being 93. And there was one that I used in one of my recent uh, disasters that also was from the 90s or earlier before internet was really a thing, a normal thing Yeah. Um, in households that they digitalized these prints. I think that's amazing. I'm, I'm so too. glad for places like that. I think that's awesome that, that places are finally sort of catching on and realizing that, you know, unfortunately the way of paper is, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's going the way of the dodo and I get it. Um, but it, well, I mean, they far be it for me fire. to deny a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could catch up fire people. I mean, think about Air how hazard. many, re- or get in a flood, how many records have been destroyed because of different kinds of disasters. Um, not that being electronic or a hundred percent safe is a safer. Yeah. It's a safer option. Yeah. Um, it is a so option. we just, it, cause you know, files are usually out in the open. It's not really in any safe area that is safe from yeah. disaster. Um, I just but like there's, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was just smiling because it was like, <laughs> can you imagine like a hundred or a thousand years from now? Like, so like for us, discovering the Dead Sea Scrolls was a huge thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like being like, oh my God, you could actually read some of this information and finding out about what days were like back then and yeah. whatnot. And it's like, ours would be like, a, uh, what are they called? The fucking, you know, the USB thing. Well, oh, thumb drive. Yeah. Like a thumb drive and be like, I found this thumb drive. People are like, Ooh, thumb drive. How are we going to get the data off of that? You know what I mean? Like, we have to build another computer, anymore, an right? ancient, they don't have those pieces anymore. We have to create the pieces to create an ancient computer to use this thumb drive to get a thumb drive and find out what life was like back in 2020. You know? <laughs> like, can you also? Imagine? It's a lot of pictures of food, yeah, a lot of food, <laughs> a lot of Instagramming food and selfies and my and animals. Memes. And memes. Yeah, animals and memes. What is a meme? Yeah, right. I know. Uh, it's only a matter of time. That's hilarious. Um, I'm excited. So, like on social media, I'm totally gonna post this picture of him with his mullet. Oh. Found a great picture of this guy. Please I guess do. there's a book. Um, I don't know if he wrote it or if somebody else wrote it, but it's called Damn to Eternity. And mm-hmm. good. Because go fuck yourself. Oh, I see when it says books there. Yeah, so, damn to eternity. Inspiring story of no, that's not it. Hold on, mm-hmm. the story of a man who said they who they said caused the flood. Yes, I will say the flood. only kind of funny thing is how oh I forgot I didn't write this down that his conviction was overturned 
uh, shortly in 1997, but reinstated April 30th. I thought I wrote that. Yeah, down. yeah. So, so it says convicted in 1994 and then again in 1998 of intentionally yeah. causing catastrophe. His alleged crime was causing a levee to break, which flooded over 14,000 acres of farmland during the Great Midwestern floods of 93. Though no one died, he was the first and only person in Missouri history convicted under this obscure 1979 law <sighs> that's now serving a life sentence. I'm sorry. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. everybody and it, it called an obscure law but if you're gonna fuck with a levy yeah you should be put to jail oh yeah yeah it's endangering okay. a lot of people yes. i find it it was just really intriguing to hear like well because when people talk about they're like oh the man who caused the 93 flood he didn't yeah. cause the whole flood but he caused the flood that could kill people. That was really dangerous. But there's a misconception with how they word it that like it sounds like he created the whole flood that happened through the whole time period. I, it does. Uh, it does sound like that. Yes. It yeah, does make it sound but, like, oh, my God, he caused. But I mean, but he, he was flooded the one, Quincy. He was directly responsible for 14,000 acres. That's a lot. Yeah, that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of land. Agreed. Yeah, that's messed up. Fuck this I had the shorty this week. Show. I kind of like when we switch. Yours wasn't super long though. Our last like three episodes are all like an hour or less, like within oh, that hour mark. Look at us staying on point. That's, <laughs> we were trying to do that originally because yes. I think our thing is we want to research, get you like we want to research something that's like not super bite sized, but something that's digestible by people who aren't scientists, yes. like us. Because <laughs> we're definitely not. <laughs> yeah, of interesting disasters. Yes, and it's and like fun we facts. Want- yeah, we want to make it fun and we want to make it informative. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm just, wow. Great job, Brie. Great, great job, Brett. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we did it. It's another Woo-hoo. episode Woo-hoo. in the books. <laughs> now Brett has to go to work. So yeah, thank you everyone for listening. As I said, the social media earlier, we got that PDS podcast um, on Instagram and Twitter and yep. our email, which is pdangerousSituation at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Like we said, we love yes. y'all. We're so excited. Guys, Gosh. thank you again for the thousand listens. That's amazing. And again, keep uh, rating, subscribing, leave us a review. We're happy to read it. We're happy to share it with people. We'll give you a shout out, you know, check out our merch. If you want some cool merch, you know, that's all in the the bios of our social media. You'll find that merch link in, um, our show and, um, you can follow us on Spotify too. They have a whole thing where you can follow podcasts. So I guess now that this is the end, we only have a few more words to say. Um, Duck and cover, bitches. Duck and cover! This time Brett remembered. (laughs) I did remember. I wasn't like, oh, what's going on? (laughs) Bye. Bye.